Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Hearty Dice Friends, the podcast that's role-playing games. My name is Grant Howitt and I'm joined as ever by my tallest and best friend, Christopher Edward Taylor. Hello, Chris. Thanks for the pause there, Grant. I wanted to show that I was thinking about it. Okay, you were, you were double-checking it, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I was, I've, got, I've got the list. No, it's not, am I sure... No, I, I want to give it proper weight rather no, than just say, oh, my oldest and best friend. That. Yeah, I think you and all the listeners know who my best friend is. Whiskey. <laughs> Hello. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to this uh, increasingly strange and warm world. Uh, and I have a, I'm going to say, a south-facing uh, room, which means I'm going to start, like, like the, sun's, the sun's creeping over my, um, over my window. And it's going to get increasingly warm as we record. As as we move into the summer months, there's there's kind of the podcast sauna, mm. which one starts operating with. Now, Chris records in his living room. I do. Which is just still stinking hot, but oh, yeah. bigger. And I record in, a, and honestly, a room that if you put a child in it, it would it's termed as a form of abuse. It's not a it's big that, room. It's not a big or clean room. <laughs> I've closed all the windows. Locked all the doors. Uh, I've got a, a variety of warm foam objects <laughs> around to absorb noise, and I'm just going to start drowning in my own sweat. That's 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 the traditional way of the summer podcaster. Mm, mm, that's the fuck. Yeah. I think I would I would love to. I think as a man who records podcasts pretty regularly now, I would love a supercut of prominent podcasters. Opening the window and breathing the fuck in <laughs> the bits that we all let it out. Yeah, of like oh. <sighs> Oh my god! <laughs> or I want to start a cultural movement where we're allowed to have background noise from outdoors in our podcasts. Yeah, that would that would be better if it didn't make it just straight harder to hear what people were saying. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of crows, a whole bunch of crows. Well, I'm 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 a natural goth, you see, so a lot of the crows arrive and they're just like, ah, 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 ah. but I mean, they're London crows, so they are wonky. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. One, they they have they have an odd number of legs, <laughs> one or three legs. Yeah, uh, and they're always they're always trying to sell you some uh, some what they call legal highs. <laughs> Not a damn one of them can fly. <laughs> they're on the bus, no masks. <laughs> Bastards! Bastards! I have been celebrating um, the rise of summer by doing some gardening, mm. and I had two tons of soil delivered to the front of my house. Now, Grant, mm-hmm. but your garden's in the back. It is, Chris. Congratulations. Do you know how heavy two tons of soil is? Heavier than two tons of feathers, for sure. Yeah. It's 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 very heavy. Mm. And so I spent I spent more time than I'd like this week putting dirt into bags and carrying it through my house and then throwing it into a different box. Sweet. Yeah, but I have I've now uh, I've now managed to um because I mean like the the real it was a timed challenge to get the uh, to get these two massive ton bags of soil inside my front like inside kind of the front yard bit uh, before anyone complained 
<laughs> before Good. some absolute chancer with a wheelbarrow comes past. Look, if look, if they want a wheelbarrow barrel full of soil, they can fucking have it at this point. <laughs> I've become like during lockdown, we've become this sort of garden supplies branch for everyone around. Like, I've I've I've, I've had two or three neighbours come up and be like, "Can we get some soil?" And like, "Oh, can I have some of those planks?" It's a nice yeah, fridge. Sure, why not? That's, that's a nice. <laughs> your uh, your partner. It's an open marriage. Or... <laughs> I notice you're holding a tenner. <laughs> Do you need all of that tenner? Can I have it? I like it. Oh, oh! I just popping the head through the window. Oh, can I have one of those chips? <laughs> the door was locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I borrowed your keys. Hope that's okay. <laughs> no, we have we have become a um, we have we have gathered together um, as a uh, as as a community during these during these troubling difficult times. Um, and I am alternating between, oh man, it really makes you feel good to be part of something bigger than yourself, you know, to sort of see a community come together. And also glaring out my fucking window like a grandma at people having parties. Like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you don't all live in that house, do you? <laughs> it's going to be awful in there if you do. Having your sexy Spanish friends over for a backyard barbecue. <laughs> Coughing all over each other and breathing on the charito. Also, where was my invite? Where's my invites? I wouldn't come. I'm not allowed. No, but I'd like to say no. I'd like to say no. I'd like to see if I can maybe get some of that tenor back. <laughs> or the dirt. Maybe even a chip. Anything you've <laughs> taken from me. I'm so hungry. <laughs> is, is my partner there? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mary? <laughs> oh, that's an intro. Ask me a question. I will ask you a question. Nathan asks, what's the best way to establish that all the player characters know each other so you can avoid awkward introduction scenes where you have to justify why four people who just met are immediately going on an adventure? I I actually have an answer to this. I, I, have a, I, have I was an really hoping you did, otherwise it would have been about 15 minutes of silence. Well, that's, that's the thing. Normally I don't have an answer. I'm angry, and then sort of talk around it. But I've been re-watching Community mm-hmm. of late. Um, a, a, a very charming show and halfway through season two they have a Dungeons and Dragons episode where um, Abed runs D&D for basically everyone and, and a guy called Fat Neil and the adventures and, and, like, and like to like to Dan Harmon's credit it uses all the rules of D&D they don't, they don't change it, they don't get fucky with it mm-hmm. uh, which, which is important for the humour but at the start of it everyone's got the characters and the GM says you were all here to hunt for the crown of Draconis. And for me, I actually hadn't thought, oh, you can just tell them. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, this is why you're here. Get ready. It literally never occurred to me that you could just tell people why they were somewhere. Mm. So um, I've started doing that. I've started doing, um, you have agreed to do this, rather than having an NPC cop and go, well, here's the plot. Do you want it? Since you signed this contract, you are now all on, on, on the slow boat to Dar es Salaam. <laughs> what? But we didn't sign. Mm-hmm, you did. Mm-hmm. On with the plants. Now, all of you have decided to piss into this jug. There you went to my magical world. <laughs> I'd, I'm going to say it's the worst part of any game. Or maybe the second worst part of, of any game after the rogue explains what they saw to the party <laughs> and everyone's already heard it. That bit's pretty bad as well. Yeah. But the the worst part of any game is when your players have to introduce themselves to each other, and you know, oh, but they're the party; they're going to get on; they're going to know each other. You know. Yeah, I think 
I think I kind of did away with in-character introductions Mm. like a decade ago, as best as I could, because I'm a socially awkward person at the best of times. I'm not going to engineer situations to make that worse. Absolutely not. Or, like, at the very least, make them roll. Yeah. (laughs) Hello? Or two? I'll leave. Although, okay, that's that's, that's an interesting point, though, though. They're like, hey, everyone, make a charisma check. That's what the party thinks of you. Yeah, like, that's, well, not necessarily that's how the party thinks of you. You could go, this is, that's how you come off. Yeah, 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 precisely. Right, like, if you, if, if you get a very good success, depending on your system, mm-hmm. um, then, like, you come off as charming and likable. Mm-hmm. And if you get the world's worst critical fail, you come off mm-hmm. as an asshole. And you, that can happen to anybody. Like, the person with the highest social stats can come off as an asshole sometimes. You, you were just there crouched, shitting into your cupped hand. <laughs> shitting into a cup. You know, I don't know which is worse. Right? <laughs> They're both bad. The cup implies like preparation. But it's like 40% full of tea. Okay, that's worse. Yeah, this isn't it, right? Well, well, well done. Well Thank done. you. I think rather than saying, hey, you all meet in an inn, it's saying, what was it like when you all met in an inn? Yes. Um, what sort of adventures have you been on before? What's um what uh, what what's the town like? What's the area around here like? What's the last thing you did? Because I think like you can put people on their first adventure, but even then, I think you have to give people a reason to to go adventure with one another because it's a silly thing to do adventuring. It really is. Mm. Um, and like one of my favorite examples of this is from Trial of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu. It's one of the event one one of the Cthulhu adjacent Delta Green mm-hmm. modern day adventures mm-hmm. uh, by Caleb Stokes. And it's you, everybody plays different members of different governmental organizations. So, like, it's intentionally you don't know each other, mm. but you're all put there by Delta Green. So, you all have a, a common link. It says it's essentially it kind of leaves this space for where you can do that if you really, really want to. Mm. But what it mainly just does is have the driver of the van that you're in shout at you if you talk. <laughs> Because, like, we're going somewhere. Shut up! You don't let them introduce each other, yeah, themselves like, to each other. You know, if, you, if you're part of a, a shadowy government organisation, don't introduce each other. I think, like, don't tell them where like, your kids live. Here's a list of my fears. <laughs> I think, like, like uh, one thing I'll always ask, like, even if I don't get, um, and I get people to introduce themselves to each other, at the start of every game, at the start of the first game, I will have people describe themselves. Like, who do we see walking down the corridor? Yeah. Because I think it's quite hard to get a picture in people's heads and, like, and like to say, okay, like, describe us. And, like, there's, it's, it's always fun. Like, there's, there's kind of a split between players because some people are like, oh, you see, uh, you see a carefree-looking guy with a smile, he's got a feather behind his ear, he's got a chicken under one arm, and he's winking at three different barmaids. And then you've got the other group of people who like he's about six foot tall. He's got blue eyes. He's got he's got a scar down his cheek, and both of his parents are dead. Both his parents, yeah, all his parents are dead. He had like he had more than two. There is um, there, there is the, there is a third category on that though. Oh, what's that? Which is when like, can you describe your character? Certainly, strength forty. Um, <laughs> he's got uh, a very high lock picking skill. Absolutely. Um, There's generally the person who has literally just gotten their character sheet. Mm. I've just been handed one. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe he can hit things. It's then that's that's the thing. Like, the character sheet doesn't contain you that any of that information. So I can see how people would would, would feel like, okay, this is all I know about the game. Yeah. I know that I've got this number written down, and that's fine. As opposed to, oh, I guess I'm handsome. <laughs> 
maybe sure let's go with handsome right let's build from handsome yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a handsome necromancer cat no oh. can't play a cat oh god I'm tired of people playing silly characters oh I've, I've, had, it, I've, had, it, I've had it up to fucking here <laughs> done just, 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 just play a normal character, right? And then just play a normal character, and we'll find weird. It's gonna get weird. It doesn't need to start weird. If your character is eight ducks in a bag, that's not. I can't build from that. It's very difficult to. I guess nine ducks. It's very difficult to have a character who is at an eight when you start on the silly mm. scale. Yeah. Like, you've not got a whole bunch of numbers to go up to. Mm. But if you start at a three, you've got your, there's, there's, there's room for silliness growth. There's a reason why all of my silly one-page games are one-shots. And that's not just because I don't write enough mechanics to play them twice. <laughs> it's because it's you've done it. Like, by the end of a Honey Heist session, you've done what you what you came to do. Like, you've hit the cap. Yeah, you have played Honey Heist. Yeah. And... You, because it's so silly and all over the shop, you just... Um, anyway, we're, we're getting well off topic. I'm going to ask you a question. Please. Dwarf. Dwarf. Right in. Dwarf. That's dwarf with an H and an E. Does anyone spare the lives of monsters? 35 years after buying D&D, just played and DM'd a game. But... Dun, and there's dun, some... Dun, dun. There's some other stuff in the text, I presume. And also, <laughs> like... Like, maybe, maybe they had a real problem with the shrink wrap. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Could not get in. Oh, it's this bloody clamshell packaging. Well, I'll try again next birthday. But the scissors are inside the packet. <laughs> uh, it's a real Gordian knot type situation. Anywho. Oh boy, I'm flummoxed. I'm going to go have another child. The uh, Killing monsters. Yes. In D&D. Traditional. Do you spare the lives of monsters? I think, I mean, honestly, overall, no. Mm. Because I'm playing D&D. Mm. Um, if I was playing any other game, sure, I'll spare people's lives. Mm-hmm. But D&D doesn't frame it that way. D&D frames it in the same way that, like, well, you need to kill these things to get to the next bit of the adventure. Mm. And I understand that, obviously, as in any game, you can... You can sneak and... You can, you can ch- but you can change that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you, can, you, can, you, you can use a game in whatever tone you want. Mm-hmm. But I, if I'm playing D and D, it's because I want to stab a load of goblins. Yeah, I found that there's different tiers of monster. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to argue that also that the word monster is a problem. Well, that's, that's that's the thing. The word monster is great because if like when I say monster, I don't think orcs. No, uh, orcs, goblins. I think skeletons. Right. I think oozes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think like if you're like I'm absolutely fine with killing stuff that, that doesn't have an intelligence of its own. That like I think it's, it's it's like culture. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I'm I'm perfectly okay murdering a whole bunch of monsters because mm. monsters are going to be a problem. Mm. A person might not always be a problem, but a monster is. The trick is if it's covered its balls, don't kill it. <laughs> That's that's I think that's that's the minimum you if, want, you know. If you can see all of its testicles, yeah, then yeah, that's don't that, that's not a murder a murdering one. No, <laughs> it's not for murder. Um, so I'm running I'm, I'm I'm running a little game of D and D for for some friends of mine. I've, I've been sort of experimenting, going back and forth, like how I run games online, and I, I, I don't know whether I talked about it on the show, but I, I was running three games a week, and I, I stopped all of them uh, because it was starting to really exhaust me running games through the internet, I think that I really missed something from having the face-to-face contact. Um, but I've I've tried to do 
I'm trying to have monsters as ah monsters. Oh, that's gross. Oh, they're evil. Oh, they're they're they're, they're doing horrible things. Oh, you ha- you have to you have to help rather than oh here's some goblins who li- happen to live in this place. Yes, they're 38 generations deep. Yeah, and it's like who are these guys? They're just coming. Oh god, they're killing all the goblins. Oh no! Oh no! The gallery. <laughs> <laughs> the seed bank. For the future, they're torching the lecture hall. <laughs> the crash, <laughs> and like that's gross. That's horrible. But if you can have, I think that the, the like so much of it comes from your GM's justification. Mm. And if and like if you're in a world where it's okay to kill things, where it's like it doesn't, we're not examining why this is murder. We're not examining why this is a why this is a, like, this is a problem. Um, you've got the capacity to sort of comic book your way through it. Yeah. But if you if you start giving like M- like if if like every book we write, you give NPCs voices and names and mannerisms, and you're like, oh, I'm going to stab the fuck out of this guy. Well, like he better have earned it. Yeah. Like you got. You got a vampire, like proper, pro- proper, like stereotypical Dracula, big, big collar, medallion, mm-hmm. cape, that Winter's sort peak. of stuff, and he's he's just like you know go- going into windows, drinking blood, and you finally corner him, and you're about to stab him, and he just drops like a a, a, squ- a rectangle of, of card. It's like, oh, sorry, let me just get that. My my daughter just made that for me. It's my birthday. <laughs> and like it's got macaroni shoved on it into like fang shapes. I'm 460 years old. <laughs> yeah, she's getting on. <laughs> I can't, I'm not shooting that guy. We're going to work something out. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I learned this from my... from my. I used to, used to play uh, D&D with a pretty much all-female group, and I we, we, we mobbed them all up together into one group, and then every single time I gave them an enemy, they'd be like, oh, let's, let's, let's make friends with it. Oh, let's talk to it. Oh, let's find out what it wants. And, like, and they do things like share their dice. And help each other out, as opposed to playing with boys, where it seems like, well, I'm going to kill more than the other guy. <laughs> I'm going to win D and I'm going to win D and D, a thing which is both possible to have and normal to want. <laughs> so yeah, um, like they really taught me that actually, if you like, if you give something a voice, someone's going to make friends with it, and even then, someone's going to make friends with stuff that doesn't have a voice. Yeah, I mean, but, that yeah. that does run into problems both narratively and with the game you're playing. Mm. You're not going to make friends with the gelatinous cube, no matter how cute it is. Put a hat on it. Let's talk. But that's not how gelatinous cubes work. That hat is gone. Yeah, yeah they can't talk. You've lost well, the hat. Yeah, yeah. That hat's that. Hat, like, that hat's got a couple of hours tops. Yeah. If, I mean, you'll see it floating for a while, but I do not try Depen- and reclaim yeah. it. Depending on what it's made of, yeah. And if you're playing like a one-shot horror game with a slasher killer, mm-hmm. please, please, don't try and befriend the slasher killer. Yeah, because can we just can it, we just work within the tone of what we're doing here? Yeah, it, make, it makes like, it really hard because because at that point you're like, well, I guess I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, like I, I'm not I'm I'm not in any way saying what they're doing is wrong. Like mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just I want to call out the fact that in some sometimes that is annoying as shit, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's absolutely the best thing to ever happen to games. Absolutely, I think that like that the mechanics uh, of a game in some way are tools to reinforce the tone. Mm. That that tone is like, oh well, I can expect to do these things and 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 succeed or to fail or to have these things happen to me. And having that that clash of tone, I think, especially with like a system as broad as D and D, you can end up with a um with some miscommunication and some yeah. like, and, and, and some upset. Like if you oh, oh I'm gonna make friends with a slasher killer. Oh I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save the goblins and, and elevate them to uh, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get them all degrees. 
And it's just a bit, it, it can be a bit challenging as a GM who's ready to have a big goblin fight. Yeah. To then run that goblin fight. But yeah, look, I, w- I would, I would, I, I think it's fun to spare the lives of monsters because you can always kill something later. Yeah. You know? There's, there's, and there's, I mean, it's D&D. There's plenty of time for killing. If you think, if you think of interesting plots or interesting things that can happen, once you kill someone, that story's over. Like your interactions with them is over. And like, you can feel recrimination for the, for, for the, for the murder mm-hmm. or, you can deal with the consequences as their allies come, and like, uh, and like, I can't believe you killed our foremost lecturer, <laughs> and and start, you know, throwing treatises at you. Treatises, treatises, um, special books, <laughs> paper, paper. I'm quite into these intellectualist goblins. They're neat, aren't they? Yeah, I quite like them. Uh, but yeah, def- like, I, th- I think it's cool to make friends with with, with the with the monsters. Like, if you just want to kill stuff, there's there's computer games which do it much better than D and D. Yeah, although I am super down with the with the concept that you, you just stab one of these goblins, and one of the others just goes, "Shit, Alan, no!" And like all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, what have I done?" Oh God, its name was Alan. Oh, its name was Alan, and somebody cared. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's that's why we uh, in inspire and heart we give all all of our um, adversaries names. Yeah, and unless they're so otherworldly, like some of them just have one name, no matter how, no matter which one which instance they are, and things like that. But most of them have a, a the walking name. trees don't have names because yeah. they don't understand the concept of names. But yeah, uh, ask me a question. I will do just that. Zimrilim asks, "How do you prevent players from forgetting about the items you give them, or even getting to write them down? Write down that they have it." It's a tricky one. My problem with this is when players remember something that they that they have what that I forgot. Yes. Ah, but I've got a plus sixteen sword. Oh no. Or like, ah, oh, what a what a what a clever, interesting situation I've set up. How will they think the way out of this one? Ah, I have a key. Oh, oh shit. Okay. And there's the especially when you when you deal in uh, in magic items and stuff, which deal absolute. So you can destroy any one wall, or you can open any door, or that sort of thing. Mm. Then you like you start like things things which break the fundamental rules of the game that can be quite hard to plan around those, and you forget the players have them. But it sounds like you just need to get some more exciting magic items, Zim. Like, if, 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 if people are forgetting they've got a plus one sword, first off, that's, mm-hmm. that's the easiest one to write down, possible. Mm-hmm. But also I can that's... understand that because it's just a plus one sword. Mm. There's nothing interesting about it. Like, it doesn't even have a name. Can I, can I just complain about magic weapons for a bit? Always. Because they should be the most exciting thing in the world. There's nothing more exciting than a magic sword, except maybe if I've got it and I'm on a Pegasus. <laughs> but... In D and D, they're very much like oh, okay. I just do some extra damage. I just do the thing, and it's it feels contained mm. in a way that's boring. There's no mystery to it. And I think that I quite like to have one of the things which really, which re- which I found really exciting in three point five towards the end of it was the idea of legacy weapons. Yeah, which is uh, for those of you who don't know, legacy weapons are we- well weapons that level up with the with the character, so you get to keep. You get to keep your sword, and then your sword grows in power alongside you, rather than, oh, I'm going to trade it out for something, whatever. And I think having various, like, hey, every time I roll a crit, I I uncover something about the sword. I get to roll on a table. Mm. I think or every time... Sorry. Go on. I think that's part of the problem with magic items, right? Like, almost every single magic item is disposable. Mm. A lot of them are consumable. Yeah, no, but I mean I mean disposable rather than consumable. Like, mm. if, I, if I've got a plus one sword... Mm. And I kill a dragon, get some mm-hmm. loot, and one of the pieces of loot is a plus two sword. Mm-hmm. Well, that plus one sword either becomes a hand-me-down to somebody who doesn't have a backup magic weapon, mm-hmm. or thrown the fuck away. I'm going to tie it to the other end of my plus two sword for a plus three sword. But yeah, like, I, 
I will not be upset if I get rid of a magic item because I have a better magic item, right? Yeah. Mm. Like the removing a, a magic item for your character sheet should be a thing. Mm. Should matter, right? Like everything you do with that should be important. And w- one way that they they tend to do it in the more dungeon crawly OSR stuff mm. is that they make magic items rare. Mm. Which is fine, but still doesn't make that magic item special, mm. aside from the fact that you just haven't had one till now. Do you remember how 13th Age did it? No. So it was, it was, they, 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 they had a good go, which was you had, you had magic items, mm-hmm. and you could have magic items, I think it was like equal to half your level, okay, or yeah. your level, something along those lines. Um, and sorry, you could carry as many, as many magic items as you want, but magic items had quirks attached to them, which were like little, little behavioural ticks. Um, so, like, uh, there was a a magical scroll for, uh, for unarmed characters, and the tick was that you would uh, challenge anyone who you thought was better at fighting than you. Okay. And these ticks didn't kick in unless you tried to carry too many magic items. And the idea is yes. that, like, that, like, that, like, your level is... Is your is your overall willpower, but then you've got these magic items. And these things are these are these big named one of a kind shit, which mean that you um, you you are overwhelmed by the power of these items. Which sounds fine until you realise that it only triggers when you have too many of them. So all of your quirks kick in at once. Yes. Mm. Yes, it was a good idea that didn't quite land, did it? Because yeah, it was all or nothing. Like there's no seepage. Yeah. I want and like this, yeah, there's something quite sexy there about the idea that hey, you're being, if not corrupted, but taken over by this magic item. Like it's 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 this huge, powerful thing. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's stronger like, than you. Spells are these ephemeral things which you have to like conjure, like cobwebs mm-hmm. or steam. You know, not that you can conjure cobwebs or steam naturally, but you understand what I mean. They're ephemeral. That, that, that have managed that so, someone, not you, someone has managed to make this thing permanent and tie it into tie it into an object in the world. It means that the world starts getting fucky around it. Yeah, and that's really cool. However, we're miles off topic. <laughs> we we really are. What was the question again? Wait, How do you prevent, prevent players, players from forgetting about the items you give them, or even get them to write them down if they have it? I mean, this sounds like you need some better players. <laughs> like those guys are that- assholes. Yeah, it says you've got some lazy ass players. You've, you've spent all this time coming up with an adventure, and if you haven't, you're you're there, you're there, night after night, day in day out, making adventures happen for these ungrateful shits. They won't even write down the prizes you give them. Who are, who will you're you're like ah brave adventurers? You enter you enter the cavern after slaying the dragon, and you find the mysterious axe of Kilkegor. I don't care. I throw the axe into a lake. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not as bad as it sounds. I'm setting up a very, very long-term ruse. Now, I'm I'm also getting a mermaid in that lake. And in about 10,000 years, a king is going to come along. And he's going to ruin everything for everyone. Smash cut. Three games in the future, surrounded by trees. Why? Evil trees that kill you. Why? Why wouldn't you give us an axe? I can't believe you're such a horrible GM. Oh, poor, right. poor old Zimberlin. Poor old Zimberlin. Listen, I'm I'm never one to espouse punishing players in character for out-of-character behaviour, but I'm going to espouse that right now. <laughs> so what I think I would like is you is, is you need to give them all the tools they need to survive. And like and, and, and like and like pick out like like one of those fucking lateral thinking puzzles mm-hmm. grade of like oh like fuck it um point and click grade right yeah 
and you, then you 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 sim- you, sim- you drop all of those items through the through the game, and then the final stage is they is, is they need to use all of them in combination to survive. Use brick on goat or what have you. It's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text adventure. Oh, you didn't pick up the lint in the first room. Sorry, you can't complete this. Jesus fuck, Douglas. Well, he like. He didn't do well, that he, bit, I don't think, did he? He was involved in the writing. Oh, yes. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he let yeah, it yeah. happen. Sorry. Um, I I get that it was a funny joke about point-and-click games. Sorry, about, about text adventures. But in other news, I had to play it. Yep. Um, the final adventure, you just sit back and say, well, I've given you everything you need to get out of here, brave adventurers. Yeah. In other news, fuck you. Half of it's in a landfill 20 miles from here. Yeah. Do your worst. Yeah, get some better players, man. They they sound like they suck. <laughs> and with that, can you say things about jingles for me? Um... No, hang on. <laughs> man, no, these things sound like jingles. Did you ever want a game to Data Witch writes in, Advanced Golf. We have a history. We have a history with golf games. We have a history of me bringing golf games to the table and you knocking them out of my mouth. I mean, I don't knock them out of your mouth. Like, we published one of them. That's true. We did put together, it's golf. It's golf. Well, you say published. We wrote a. We wrote one half of a pamphlet. Correct. About that and put it on the back of a and game called Tram the Force. world to view it. That's true, and I think that's the thing. It's golf. I think I think there's something fundamentally hilarious about misunderstanding the rules of sports. I think that there's something fundamentally hilarious about golf. That's the other thing. <laughs> like as a sport, it's really it's a strange thing. You've got a tiny ball, a tiny mm. hole, a lot of distance between both those items, mm. huge huge amounts of space and landscaping mm-hmm. that is ignored. Mm. Yes, you're not supposed to go there. Like, but also, like, if you if you look at people who play golf, like regularly play golf, mm. like a hundred yard drive is not even a problem. No. So there's a hundred yards of hard landscaping that is wasted. That doesn't even. That might as well just be a chasm. Actually, that yeah. would be cool as hell. If you think about it, mini golf is much more efficient. But mini golf is much better because you pack everything into a smaller space. It's mm-hmm. more affordable by more people. It's more accessible mm-hmm. by more people. And you've got really creepy clowns opening their mouths and you've got to try and smash a ball into their teeth. I think what I'd like is somewhere between mini golf and macro golf. Okay, so just golf. No, no, because like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm referring to, to like golf as macro golf. No, I understand, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'd call it golf. Yeah. I'd rename golf to macro golf. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, we can all agree, golf courses, ridiculous. They're hugely wasteful. They like the like the level of like they they take land away from like almost I, I, aside from a palace I can't think of a worse use for massive arable land than a golf course yeah and like um, the amount of resources it takes to maintain a golf course yeah precisely it's insane um like they're they're exclusionary they're classist um and it's also at no point do the players interact oh I know. Like, you don't need to be there at the same time. Yeah. It's like a fucking rally. <laughs> you could video this and send it to me <laughs> as proof that you did those numbers and that, that would work. 
What is it? Just tell me. I'll believe you. Yeah, like I'm, I don't think you're a liar. Although, actually, if you play golf that much, I think do think you're a liar. Mm, that's true. Like darts, you are not really interacting with the other person. You're playing darts nearby. Oh, no, I'm not entirely sure of the rules of darts, so darts. I might be wrong. Golf of the people. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, darts significantly easier mm-hmm. to set up and maintain. You can't have a quick, you can't have like a golf course like in one half of a pub. <laughs> no, you can't have a golf course that, that kind of, you know, has tables a bit close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just like move the table out of the way so you can, so you can drive. Yeah. What I'm thinking is, yeah, golf's one of the few sports you, like they had to invent a, a vehicle to get around. A specific vehicle that doesn't yeah. damage their very expensive grass. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm pitching to you is midi golf. Midi golf, right? Yeah, which is just purely chip, digitized chip, golf. Chip tunes, <laughs> chip tunes. Nah, mini golf is excellent, but it's just a putting game. Mm-hmm. Driving, that's right out. Yeah. Okay, too too much space. Don't need it. Not worth it. Fuck it. Too many, too many different clubs needed. Yeah, like you're hitting it hard, man. Like you need one hard hitting thing. But the interesting thing for me is getting it out of the sand pits, <laughs> chipping it over stuff and landing on the green. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think they like them being called sand pits. That, um, that that makes it sound like children are allowed in them. There is so much fox piss <laughs> in every piss. single bunker. Because my, my dad used to golf, so I used to go around the courses with him sometimes. And just like I'd go, oh, can I don't go in there, Grump. No. Don't don't even look at that piss hole. It's just a monst- monstrous pile of piss. There's currently a fox <laughs> working his working his way through the Times crossword on there. That's the interesting part of the game, the bit where uh, the bit we are chipping things over. So what I want is mini golf is intentionally like like there's a bunch of stuff in the way mm-hmm. of the of of the hole. Now like macro golf is it's basically a clear shot. Yeah, there's nothing in the way of the hole. Nothing in the way. Like it might be off to one side, but it's basically a clear shot. Like maybe there's some trees or some bullshit, whatever. Like you don't have to put it through a clown's mouth or something. <laughs> exactly. No, you don't have to fuck with windmills. What I want is an obstacle course for golf balls. I see. One, we get rid of grass. We use, I don't know, Velcro or some shit. Okay, Velcro. Bold. Clay. Um, uh, stickle bricks. Something which will stop it from moving too much. Like rubberized stickle bricks. Glue. 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 Just, but like just, dried just... glue so it's tacky rather mm-hmm. than actually like stopping the ball. Poor people who run after and grab your ball. <laughs> So just told there's a quid inside. Here you are, sir. Um, and what you've got is you make every hole as massively possible, massively difficult to get into as possible. Mm-hmm. So you've got 18 holes of like it's like tough mudder, that grade of of complexity. Yeah, I think that golf could be massively improved mm-hmm. if you were allowed if you were allowed a team of three people. Okay, um, and your mates could help. Go on. So. What I'm, what I'm envisioning here, right, is we're using your golf um, with very, very complicated pitches, holes. What are they called? Like uh, courses. Courses. Thank you. Yeah. On the golf pitch. Golf pitch. Um, where like you, you have to like drive it up to a guy who's standing on scaffolding, who then slams it down through a drain pipe. Mm, like that bit in the Final Fantasy film where they're all throwing <laughs> cloud up. Yes. Sorry, where they're all playing <laughs> golf. All three of them are playing golf. One of them gets into a country club and they just give up their ideals. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So, where they're, thro- so where like... they're throwing cloud up and like he's building swords, mm. but they're golf clubs. Oh, I forgot about the second bit where he's building a fucking sword in midair. I so that's silly as hell, but I love it. 
Oh, it's great. I, I mean, I, I remember like you took me you took me aside in uh, in, in first year of university. Yeah, like it was um, important. Like fifteen years ago, I was like Grant, look at this. Also, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> this, this man jumps really high and has more swords than teeth. Here's a USB of Marcus Briggs stock shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to change your life. Please be my friend. <laughs> What was it? We Are History? Was the show? We Are History is an important, important oh, cultural text. Cracking. Though. I'm sure it's all on YouTube. Anyway, look, I, I, I love the idea of of, of, ta- of like relay golf. I'm worried about the innate inaccuracy of golf. Get uh, that it's going to be it's well, it's going to be quite hard to. And also, if you do hit the guy, he dies. Yeah, but you're all in it together. You got maybe you got like a helmet on or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. But I think apart from everything else, this takes golf out of the hands of really ancient rich white men and puts it into the hands of new black children. I don't know. I'm mm. trying to think of the um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. They're not going to be able to climb that scaffolding. They're not going to be able to show me up that rope ladder. Mm. You need you need to be strong. You need to be fit. This is this is like golf crossed with bouldering. Or, or we combine all the rich people's sports. Yes, golf, polo. Yeah, yeah, golf, polo, horse racing. Yep. Well, I mean, polo is kind of a cross between golf and horse racing. So yes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lacrosse. Lacrosse is like polo, but not on a horse, right? Lacrosse is a very American thing, isn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's 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 saturated over here. I'm not sure whether rugby counts as posh. I think so. I'm not like I it's understand bit, why it's it's it could a, be thought of, but it's, it's I've never viewed rugby as posh. No, like I think like it's played at, at the posher schools. Yes, but it's not it's not inherently posh. Like all all the rugby players I've ever known have been very not posh. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, we take we take horse racing and we put that on the same place as golf at the same time. You ruin the green. Fuck them. <laughs> They're wearing snowshoes. Sorry, sorry. Not going to ruin the green. That's where we put the jumps. Yeah, they they leap right over the green mm-hmm. and into the face of some fucking Tory murdering him. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not murder. It was a horse. That's right. Horse slaughter. That's that's, uh, that's, that's no. Slaying. Sorry, take about that's an RTA. RTA road traffic accident. Yes, presumably. Yeah. Also, Formula One, perhaps. Yes. I don't know about Formula One. Maybe. Oh, that 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 might that might be a bit. But basically, we take all the rich people's sports, we put them into one massive like drome in Kent arena. Yes. Yes. Slightly sunken. And you can, and like and like you turn up there, you give us ten thousand pounds, and you pick what sport you want to do. See, I thought we were going to make them fight and just let the rich people just have one sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> last sport standing. <laughs> Ten sports center. No one leaves. <laughs> this was all just a joke to get you to kill yourself. So this, so th- th- this, so the, the pitch was advanced golf. Yes, I think there's some fun to be had in terms of like no one's done a golf RPG. They have done golf RPGs and computers. Yes, but what I want is a sort of passion de la passions, monster hearts, the trials and tribulations of golf. See, I understand. I understand why you want that, but a little part of me wants like. Aces and eights golf to exist. Like, like acetate. You, you got an acetate player. golf club and an acetate <laughs> ball and then an acetate hole, and you've got to just like line everything up and then work on your percentages. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes and this idea <laughs> by saying it's aces and eights, but we remove the revolvers and just put in golf clubs. <laughs> well, if, the thing is, if you do that, then you, you know you're still sheriffs murdering people. But you have, to, you have to, you have to bean them with a golf club. <laughs> 
golf ball at thirty feet. Like you got to throw yeah. that thing. Well, no, I mean like you're hitting it with the with the stick, the golf club. You're hitting a sorry, golf sorry. club with a golf club. Parrying. No, you hit a golf ball with a golf club. Okay. And so it's like, <laughs> and you hit it, and that was like, a and really it, good it, golf it, noise. That's very much, man. That was bang uh, on. Sorry, you um, <laughs> caught me off guard. Pulled a little bit to the left, but overall, I'm happy with the drive. Yeah. The uh, and like and like you're being in clinic, clinic Eastwood, knocking his hat off, that sort of thing. And like, it's much more. You know how they say like, oh well, like now you're now you're spraying bullets, but back in the old west, you had five shots and you had to make them count. Yeah. Mate, you've got you've got to put a fucking T down for this. Well, this goddamn Desperado is a par three, so mm. I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> Instead of a bouncer, you have the par. Yeah. You got three shots. Best make him count, boy. That that's fun. From the back like of that. A, sorry, just from the back of a horse trying to Whoa. get trying to kill somebody on a moving train. That is that's golf, baby. That's golf, baby. That's golf, baby. An alternate Wild West. Where the where the, where one guns were never popular for some reason, like people didn't like the they smell. Just, they just didn't catch on. Yeah, they were heavy. Yeah. Oh no, thanks. That's a bit loud. Uh, America was populated not by pilgrims rocked up and took the land away from the native settlers, but by mad golfing Scotsmen who rocked up and took the land away from the settlers. <laughs> Sorry, from the in, from the natives and the, and the upper middle classes who moved in immediately after them and gentrified the area. This, this Scots pathfinders. <laughs> like like the uh, like the the un- the the the, uh, <clears throat> the unsung heroes of American expansionism who were who, who were who were quickly run into the ground once their industrialist masters arrived, having built the golf courses needed for American survival. <laughs> One every twenty miles. You have you have you have the dusters. You have the hats. You have the kilts. Um, the kilts, maybe the kilts. But I just think like I'm imagining I'm imagining sort of like 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 the like the cool ass motherfucker gunslinger type look mm. and he's got a bag of golf clubs over one shoulder but with like sentimental and comedy golf head covers on them <sighs> maybe i kind of want to play it straight okay because I'm, I'm just imagining that his boy has bought him one like world's well, best dad that's nice okay i'll i'll, I'll take one knitted but it, it, it is the 19 right, it, right. it is the 1850s so you know how about this world's best sheriff there we go i'm back in thank okay. you very much yeah, I like that very much. Do you have any suggestions for games? I do. We have one here from Miss April Nash of Transformers. You're robots that can transform, but into random mundane equipment. I see. So you have yourself a, a, a group of robotic masters of shapeshifting mm-hmm. in the in, in very much in the vein of that brand name series. Mm-hmm. But rather than turning into like a an Impala or a Dodge Charger right. or a train. You uh-huh. turn into a lamp or a ladder or some rope. Yeah, I guess the challenge the challenge is that like even even in their transformed disguised forms, Transformers were mobile. Yes. Oh, they are in this as well, yeah. It's very disconcerting when a ladder starts chasing you. D- so w- w- d- d- just sort of like totter around on both legs. Yes. Like I'm imagining a bit like the toads from Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, very much like that actually. Or they just do it like end over end, just clack. Clack, clack, all the way down the street. Or, or like or like in a horror film, you turn around and the ladder's there and you run away. It just keeps <laughs> just appearing there. every time you look back. You look back and then look down and suddenly realise that you're halfway up a wall standing on the ladder. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Yeah, like... And it transforms into a giant robot, crushes you. The only form you can be at any one time is the 
miscellaneous equipment list from a role-playing game. Now, you can also be a robot. Oh, yes, but a massive, massive, giant robot. Mm. That seems, with laser cannons, look, yeah. Look, that seems like, perhaps, I don't want to I don't want to raid on your parade. Mm-hmm. You know I hate raiding on your parade. It seems like there may be an optimal way to play this game. I, I don't understand. Just to be the giant robot with laser cannons. What's that giant robot with laser cannons going to do? Everybody's going to be scared of him? Yeah. He can blow holes in walls? Yeah, precisely. It's rubbish. I just, How do you like, even get in the dungeon? I guess he could be a ladder and sort of slide in there. Exactly, but he, could, he couldn't turn into giant laser robot, could he? Because he'd just destroy the dungeon. Why is it a fucking dungeon? It's Transformers! I think that... How about we take this and we do it for Animorphs? What, so they're children but they turn into ladders? Yes! <laughs> yes! Because children are nowhere near as... Uh, I, I would say the, the agency of a child is much less than the agency of a giant laser robot. I mean, that's true, but I do like giant laser robots. That's true. Apparently ones which turn into ladders to go underground. Yeah, well, they can't fit down the fucking door if they're a giant laser robot, can they? I really... I really like the idea of that you have all these... It's a bit like Lancer. You have all the stats for your mech, and then you never use them because you're a fucking ladder. If you're a ladder or a lamp... <laughs> An Argos catalogue. Yeah, right? Like, you can't fit that giant down there. It's just, this is not how it goes. But no, no I okay. like the Animorphs one, because yeah. there was obviously a running through Animorphs, a sort of byline of puberty, of changing bodies, etc. Oh. Um, and yeah. I just find it rather hilarious that one day, like, rather than, they're in class, and rather than, like, a voice crack, yeah. one of them just dissolves into rope mm. just like and 50 exactly 50 foot of rope and all the other kids are like ah, rope right. boy rope boy exactly and I think I think I think that's that's kind of sad I remember the first time I turned into rope I was so ashamed <laughs> I would run I would have run home but I was rope <laughs> and so they just had to sit there for 45 minutes whilst people laughed at me I slithered out the door like a sort of snake it was gross <laughs> uh, I made I made a form of a kind of dog. Became increasingly New York as I scampered out of the door. <laughs> then, of I, course, once I got more control over my power, I learned the hybrid forms. <sighs> half like, man, half lamp. Like the horrible middle creature on the front cover of Animorphs. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the third stage of transformation, which is just absolutely not. Yeah, like first off, uh, the first picture, like quarterback of the, of the football team. Mm-hmm. You know, stereotypically American, attractive, mm-hmm. big lad, haircut, teeth, whole thing. Exactly. Yup. Far mm-hmm. right of the spectrum, mm-hmm. a pickaxe, <laughs> just lying against the wall. And now imagine every single part of that transition. Look how the pickaxe is leaning against the wall, Marlon Brando style. <laughs> <laughs> a cigarette resting his, on top of his it. Head, his head just winds out. <laughs> and he has to fight crime. Oh yeah, it's film noir. Like, we're running through okay. brick here. So, so the overall plot from, like, Animorphs, it was generally, like, children had problems which they had to face during their day-to-day. And they would be helped and alternatively, uh, alternately hindered by the fact that they could turn into an animal or something. And aliens. Also, aliens were there. Yeah. Krellians or something. A- a- Anglicans? <laughs> Anglicans, yes. Something like that. <laughs> yes, the Church of England turned up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rule was you couldn't change for more than half an hour, otherwise you changed permanently. Yep. And there was, I believe, yeah, and there was, uh, which meant there was a, uh, like an eagle who could turn into a dog, but not into a human. <laughs> but had the brain of a human. Mm. Well, like in its yeah. So 
well, no, the brain. Anyway, point is, what are our heroes getting up to? Are they doing sort of like are, are we talking like Veronica Mars style fighting crime? Is it is it alien conspiracy? See, while I, while, while, I, while I would like the the full like conspiracy level of Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. a part of me just wants to see them, you know, maybe get a job one day. Very try and complete issues, school. Yeah. Ah, second question: Can anyone find out about their secret condition? Because it, I remember the secrecy being a big thing in animals. Yes, no. If if anyone finds out, they are forever locked as a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone uses their true name, it's just. I just want to know. I want to like. I guess. I guess. I want to read the story of this rather than play it. But I want to read the tale of the person who cha- who whose special powers they could change into a pickaxe, mm. and how they got through life. I okay. Fuck it. You know what? You know what? We, we we're limiting ourselves by just doing tabletop role playing games and video games and the occasional film. <laughs> I think we should branch out into children's books. Yes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a a children's book series. In, right, in a goosebump a... style, yeah, or indeed an animorph style. I, see, I never actually read animorphs, so I'm, I'm going to be working off goosebumps a lot here. Ah, uh, well, I mean, you saw the show, right? Nope. Man, you've picked up a lot. Well, I have seen Just pictures of the Moses. covers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's my interaction with animorphs. Andrelites, my aliens. Anyway, Andrelites. Oh no, I, that, sorry, I was thinking. I was about to say this type of clue. That's Araldite. It does sound like something you use in building, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Or something you'd find a seam of. I, I think I've got a bit strange now that I'm thinking about people who turn to pickaxes and getting confused over what type of glue they're using. Mm, mm. Don't worry about that. Yeah. A series of children's novels, mm-hmm. novellas, you know, novellinos, <laughs> tiny little ones about this kid turns into a pickaxe. This one, box attacks. <laughs> this one, a taxi. So like wow, that's, that's useful, genuinely but also, useful. Yeah, like, that's a career yeah. built in there. Like, like I, I figured like he's like he's one of the um he's one of the kind of the maybe on again off again antagonists mm. a bit like a, a bit like the Green Ranger from Power Rangers yeah like he's very powerful and like and, and also a lot of the a lot of the other uh, kids rely on him to drive them places because they're a pickaxe and a ladder. <laughs> what are you? I'm a pickaxe. What are you? Oh, I'm a taxi. What are you? Hinge. <laughs> what? Uh, you, you're a what? I can turn into a hinge. Oh, as it God. happens. As it happens, I can turn into a life-scale but inanimate model of a taxi driver. <laughs> the ruse is complete. We should team up. <laughs> what do you turn into? A dog, but it died. <laughs> but it's... It, rather than, like... Because it's a children's thing, rather than, like, the cover having a dead dog on it. <laughs> it's, just, it's, no, it's a shoebox. <laughs> I was imagining, like, a pet grave. <laughs> No, no, it's just a shoebox. So that's what okay. they turn into. They turn into a dead dog inside a dead dog coffin. I suppose. Well, like, I guess you'd get like a gerbil in yeah. a shoebox, couldn't you? That depends on the or size of the a, dog. A particularly ill cat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not many dogs are going to get inside and how, shoeboxes. And how insistent you are. Yeah, that's true. And also how dead it is. <laughs> is it very dead? That's going in a shoebox. You leave most dogs long enough, they'll get in a shoebox. Bit dead. Bing bag. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Our game this week is a 20, I'm going to say 36 uh, episode book of novelinos for children called The Thing Chronicles. <laughs> Can I hear, I want to try and find like what the central drama is. What's the, re- like, did the government do this to them? So yeah, you've got, you've got things like uh, Alex Mack, mm-hmm. which is, which is the government. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you got from that era? You've got Goosebumps, which is where just this shit be scary, yo. Spookity stuff, uh, um, and also like around the twist, that sort of thing. Yeah, 
Have you ever ever felt like this? Well, when when strange things happen, um, it always felt more threatening than Goosebumps. Goosebumps felt very close and like, hey, here's the story, and it's a scary story, but it's all over because it's all and, and and around the trust, but it, it felt much more like, oh no, mate, you're fucked. <laughs> that looks like your skin's falling off. I'm gonna shake your head till your brains fall out, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the lighthouse and hurt you. So we've got we've got generic supernatural, we've got government, we've got aliens, mm-hmm. we've got a demon headmaster or headmistress. Yep. We've got witches, wizards, w- witches, which witches is interesting. I quite like witches. Like it's a. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a curse on a school. Mm. So like yeah, the, okay. the, the that's like what's bringing pe- them together. Yeah. So it's the building itself that's cursed because of something some rotten headmaster did once. I'll tell you what the rotten headmaster did, Chris. What did he rotten? turned into he turned into a school. <gasps> final episode, final final thing. They have to try and get back the headmaster, who is a bad them. man. Who is a bad man? They have they like they can't kill him as a school. Probably, probably not going to kill him. Yeah, probably shouldn't they kill him. <laughs> they can't get they him can't, arrested as a school. They can't defeat him when yeah. he's a school. So they have to um, drive a taxi into the side of him till he wakes up. <laughs> so it's so handy that I'm a pickaxe. <laughs> and I can turn into a demolition warrant. <laughs> My other form is a giant robot with lasers. How convenient! <laughs> it comes full circle. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Our game this week is indeed a short series of 36 books about destroying a school called The Thing Chronicles, which the more I talk about it, the better it sounds. <laughs> it's just top notch. I'm actually getting into this. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends. Come and give us give us some money every episode. Come and join the Discord and hang out and be friends with us. Uh, we're playing a scavenger hunt next week. Yeah. Should be nice. So if you come along on the Discord, you can go, you, you, you can join in. We, that's, that's on Tuesday. You can come and uh, find all sorts of internet oddities with us. Uh, and then Chris and I will judge you. Um, not harshly, lovingly. Fairly. And there is. With humor. Yeah. And, and there's some sort of prize definitely inferred. Have you sent the last one yet? Absolutely not. No, that will happen. No, one day. One day. I mean, I'm still, I'm still two years late on the, on the, on the other one that I owe the guy. That's true. Yeah. It's so coming. what I'm saying is, I'm saying is, don't hold your breath. <laughs> you but will do. Die. But yeah, but do, do come and play. No, we will send another thing. I'm sorry, Zim. All right, let's do this. Let's wrap this up. Love you lots. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye. Bye. Bye.